Hey everybody, welcome to episode 18 of the Dead Puck Podcast. Uh, I'm Dylan, as always, with Nick and Ben. Uh, let's jump right into it, Ben. How are those Leafs doing? Doing good. They had a little rough patch last night where they lost to the Flames 5-2. Um, they just got the crap beat out of them in the second period. It looked like uh, looked like boys among men. Or even after the first period, the the first period was great for the Leafs. They started off really well, which is a, a rarity. Um, they're leading. I don't think there is zero score after the first period, but um, yeah, they they played good. Jack Campbell's in kind of a slump at the moment, just a little bit. After it might just be the All Star Game slump a little bit. Yeah, he's on my fantasy team. Thanks. Um. His save percentage is like eight ninety five right now. Ew. Last ten, I believe. Um, yeah, it's not looking good for Jack Campbell, but we do have Peter Morazic, who's you know, kind of found his game in the last five. Um, you don't have to run Jack out there every night, which is kind of nice. So, like, we can put Peter Morazic in there, and hopefully, our defense can defense can hold the the fort just a little bit. They've been really. They've been touch and go all year. Like our forwards have always been good because we have a really depth, really good depth. But I think like Jake Muzzin came back. I think this is his first game back since uh, his concussion. And he put they put him with Hall again. And I'm like, this is the worst pairing that we have right now. Like they're both big and slow. So I don't know what we expect to like get moving the puck around quicker. Like. It just it almost sucks looks that like Justin yeah, Hall has fallen so quickly. Yeah, it's like maybe last year it. he was so good. He was such a he shut down Connor and Leon every single time they played. Like that three game shutout, shutout thing. Shutout, shutout, shutout. I think they scored one goal. <laughs> I don't even remember the goal. I think they scored a goal. Yeah. Anyways, well, it doesn't matter yeah, because like, you think so. That's good. Like it sucks that a guy like him. Who was on a really good contract was providing value like way above his his pay rate, and now he's now he's a liability. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to talk about bunting because we kind of talked about how good bunting is, and I came playing with Matthews and Marner. Marner is a freaking animal. I'm, unfortunately, his eight game goal streak ended last night, but he was oh, every no. shot was going in the net, every single shot. A game against Carolina. Freddie's return, which I'm so glad we beat them because Anderson was standing on his head, and I'm like, wow, he just didn't like to play for the Leafs like that all the time. It's either he really wanted to be in there or he didn't want to be in there. So just find that ended up winning in overtime due to Marner, which was just great because, you know, all we do is talk about how Marner is, you know, not the best player and he could be trade bait and yada yada. So it's... Yeah, right. Well, it it seems like it. Like who who would we get rid of? I don't want to talk about that right now because we're still waiting for the playoffs. And then Justin Hall is going to It's not like our is no any easier. <laughs> yeah, Travis Dermott has zero value. Um, yeah, like it's not like our division's easy, like the Pacific. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, yo, You got beat by a Pacific team last night. You can't talk <laughs> shit about divisions right now. One game. Take play whoa, the whoa, Vancouver whoa, whoa, Canucks. 
on Saturday, and we'll talk about that after. Oh Jesus, I'm not expecting much out of that yeah, game. Exactly. So I'm well, expecting talks about um, the Flames like they're godsend, oh. and comes down. He's like, oh yeah, my team's actually ass. So my team is. My really team good. is ass. Okay. And one thing I was going to say about that Flames game was you say that it was a dominating game, but you guys outshot them by a considerable margin. It was 48 for Toronto and then 26 for Calgary. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I just... Yeah, you can get shots, but the shots don't matter if they don't go. Like, if they're still, not, like... Though, if they're still, not, like, it's sh- almost expected goals. Like, they're, yeah, still, they're not high-scoring chances. Yeah, so shots lead to potential rebounds, and rebounds lead to potential goals. Yeah, but Jacob Markstrom's pretty good, so... Yeah, Jacob Markstrom's a... Of course he does this. Fucking, I knew, I knew he was gonna be really good after we fucking didn't sign him. But see, that's I knew we weren't gonna sign him. But I'm like, oh fuck, he's gonna be so good. And we're gonna have to play him at least three or four times a year. Damn it! <laughs> but like, yeah, let's we'll... give some the Flames some credit here, because like Johnny Goudreau's been on a tear. Well, it's his contract here, so he he better be. No, he's yeah, been like, him and Kachuk have become like one of the best duos in the whole league. Yeah, and they're probably. I would. I would assume that they're going to keep those two. They're going to keep. I was. I would assume they're going to keep those two and then get rid of Mangiapane, or not sign him. I know we talked about this. I think it was three episodes ago. Yeah, we talked about it a couple months ago. Yeah, Yeah, we we talked about that because because I was like, oh yeah, they're going to have to keep. They're only going to be able to keep two of them unless they get rid of some cap. So now we definitely know that Monahan's not staying. (laughs) Yeah, Monahan's probably Monahan's probably gone. He he might be gone this trade deadline. Who knows? Yeah, I also saw. Sorry, just to change it up from the Flames, there. I also saw the uh, Brock Besser trades are heating up. Ooh, and JT Miller, you're gonna lose all your centermen, wingers. You're gonna lose everybody. It's just gonna be Peter, it's just gonna be Pedersen, and that's it. And Bo. Connor Garland could be on the. Uh, oh yeah, and Connor Garland. He was rumored too. Bye. Which I thought was odd, seeing as how he was like the main. Yeah. Kind of the main chip in that OEL trade. Like obviously OEL was the main piece, but like. Yeah, no, it's actually what was the main piece in that trade was the ninth. <laughs> the what? His contract. Oh nobody yeah. Even cared, nobody cared about actual Oliver Ashman Larson. It was the seven and a half million dollar cap hit for six years. Well, it was eight point two or eight point four. It's like a mill off. Watch out. Well, no, it was eight point one. It was like eight point four or eight point two, and then. Um, they retained only like a very little of it. Like now, his contract that's on the Canucks is like seven. It's like barely above seven. So they retained like what? What is that? Like it was like nine hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, it's it's like what the hell's the point in that? Like you're you're joking me. Nice job. I will say that I think because I saw some quotes from Jim Rutherford from some con from some press conferences and. He said, "Like, oh yeah, well we're we're not saying we're gonna trade like the big names in order to get assets." I'm like, "Those are the only people that have value." What do you mean? What are you gonna trade Jason Dickinson for a first round pick? I don't think so. You gonna trade Travis Hamonic to for a first round pick? No, Tyler, no. Tyler Myers is probably gonna be out the door. Tyler Myers is not getting traded. Who the hell is he taking has, that contract? He has to be traded. He is last terrible. game. It's, last him, game was... it's him and Rasmus Ristolainen are basically the same person in the same contract. Last game like, was the worst game I've ever seen from Tyler Myers, and oh man, I really was getting pissed I off. Mean, in that last game, you can't really say that anybody played good when you guys got scored five I, goals I, in the first I, period. The first period was arguably one of you the worst. You tell me one player period. that played good in that first period. Uh, Brock Besser, because he didn't get scored on. 
He was he wasn't a minus. <laughs> oh, he got off no. the ice every single time. I, I actually I actually don't think I actually don't know if he was uh, if he was on the ice for any goals, but I, I, regardless, he still played okay. But the funny thing was that first period was the arguable worst first period that I can remember watching from any hockey team in a long time. And then the second period, just second period, flip it with switch. We score three goals and we're back in the game. It's like what the hell. Where was this in the first period, guys? Like you let in three goals in thirty six seconds. You let in two more at the near the end of the first period. I almost turned off the game. I'm like, it's usually what but I then, do. but then I was like, oh yeah, if they score one goal before the first period ends, I'll keep watching. And then they ended up scoring a goal before the or was it? I don't, I don't even remember. I I can't really remember much of that game. Also, the Islanders. The Islanders. The the Islanders did something weird. They broke up the identity line and they had like a tough guy or a grinder on every line. I was like, what the hell are they doing? And geez, and it worked. It worked. But yeah, um, so they the Canucks did end up scoring a goal at the end of the first period. I'm like, God damn it. I did not want you guys to score. I, I didn't want to watch the rest of this game. I, I, I wanted to turn it off. But they scored two goals in the second period and they were like really good goals and they were putting a bunch of pressure on the Islanders. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. And they continued that in the third period, but then they got scored on like halfway through the third period. So I'm like, okay, three goal lead. Um, we're not we're not winning. We're not we're not even gonna come close. gonna come close. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see what's gonna happen in the trade deadline for the Canucks because the way Jeremy Rivers talking they're gonna, about they're it, sell everybody that's not Nailed down to the ground. The, I think the only way they get rid of JT is if like a team offers them something they literally cannot refuse, like multiple first round picks, a good prospect, and like a an NHL ready player, like kind of like the Tuck trade kind of thing. Uh, when he went to Buffalo from for Eichel, you think that you Jake- think Jack Eichel and <laughs> JT Miller are going to get the same uh, return? <laughs> Well, the way JT Miller's playing, like right now, maybe not recently because he hasn't been too great. That well, the one I just want to say is one thing about JT Miller. I saw like the NHL's best like through the week. JT Miller's goal against the Card or not the Cardinals, not Arizona. The Cardinals. Arizona, <laughs> Arizona Coyotes. I'm gonna say the Coyotes. The, the, that goal he scored on the power play. How the hell is that the 29th best play of the week? It's because it's. You know the sports pardon, things. Pardon are, my friend. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? From twenty nine to twenty, I was like, "There is no way any of these plays are better than JT Miller's goal." I don't care. They had a Connor. No offense. No offense, <laughs> Dylan. They had a Connor McDavid goal that literally had that was nowhere near JT Miller's goal. It was the one I think against the Predators or the Penguins. I just remember it was the team in white. Goal? No, the, no, no, no. That one was phenomenal. No, okay. it was um. Uh, it, he was on the left wing going down. He deked out one forward, went around the defenseman, and then I think put it short side. Didn't even deke. He just put it short side. I'm like, how the hell is that better than JT Miller's goal? Come on. JT Thanks Miller went through the whole Thank team. Yeah. Thank you for that great description of the goal that I don't remember. But we'll move right on to the Oilers. I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to Dylan. Okay. Um, you knob. And talk about how Dave Tippett is no longer the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Yay! Confetti. Confetti is being shot around. Shot one of those, whatever they are. (laughs) Confetti thing? Yeah. 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 (laughs) The pop, the poppers. Yeah. Dave Tippett out. 
Yay. Thank God. Um, probably a month or two too late, but... Huh, just like another Canadian team. You might as well do it. So, uh, like, I was talking about this in previous episodes, and I was hoping they would bring in Jay, Jay Woodcroft, um, the Bakersfield head coach down in the AHL, and they are giving him a shot, which I think is great. He's done a really, really good job in the few years that he's been there, kind of turning that program around. Um, and he, he's, like, really familiar with the system. He was a, an assistant coach under Todd McClellan for the few years that he was here. Um, and he's coached, obviously, a lot of the young guys coming up through the through the AHL system. So I think there's some familiarity there. He seems like a totally different guy than Dave Tippett. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, like, Dave Tippett is, like... Hard-ass? Kind of old. Like, <laughs> Jay Woodcroft, like, he doesn't have that that sense of arrogance and kind of the hard ass stuck in your ways type of attitude that Dave Tippett seemed to have. My way he's or the very, highway mentality. Yeah. He's, he's very open to like, I mean, he prioritizes things like analytics and, um, modern, modern coaching strategies, which is something that I think this team needs. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does. Just hearing him speak, like today at a couple of his press conferences, it's like a totally nice, like breath of fresh air. He talks with, with a confidence, like he instills a confidence, even in like, as a fan, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I trust this guy to like know what he's doing. I just um, want to, I just want to read this tweet from uh, Michael Tracos. Uh, four coaches in seven years for McDavid. It gets worse. Eugene Hawkins yeah. is on his 12th coach in 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you need stability, but at the same time, like Dave Tippett was, he was turning into a liability. Like he, he was totally outcoached against the Jets in the playoffs last year. I think he was outcoached by the Blackhawks the year before. And then even this year, like he's so, he was so stuck in his ways with rewarding veteran players with ice time who really didn't deserve it. Guys like Kyle Torres or Zach Cassian or, um, even the whole like Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen thing where he threw Koskinen under the bus mm -hmm. and then Mike Smith will have an equally bad game and there's nothing said about that. Yeah. I just don't think he wants like a stick thrown at him or something like that. <laughs> Mike Smith seems like he's just going to whip, like just punch you in the head. Like he's going to go down to your office and just block you. Yeah. Like he's, he's a wild man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie <clears throat> down the way you're talking about like how, Dave Tippett like needed to go, and then like the change of scenery or the change of uh, the change of coaches. It sounds just like when uh, the Canucks fired Green and brought in Boudreaux. Like just 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 hearing like Boudreaux, and then I briefly caught um, uh, Jay Woodcroft's first uh, press conference, and I'm like, this feels very similar to when Boudreaux came in. Like that, it's a breath of fresh air, the confidence, and just being like, hey, like we can actually win games now with this with this guy. Yeah. yeah, like he has just, he has like a, they talked about Dave Tippett being like a player's coach. And I think, I feel like it's almost the opposite, but like in a good way as the Canucks. Like I think the Canucks were under Travis Green, were like stuck in these systems and it's like, okay, we got to be running our PK this way and doing all this and that. So stupid. Where you were stifling players like Elias Pedersen or um, Brock Besser or whatever. And under Bruce Boudreaux, he's he's allowing the players to kind of play more freely 
and just do their thing. I think for the Oilers, it's almost the opposite. Under Dave Tippett, he was kind of so laid back and, you know, like he just kind of let Connor and Leon and Nurse and whatnot run the show. He's putting these guys out there for like 30 minutes a game, burning them out. Mm-hmm. And Woodcroft seems like a guy who's going to come in and put systems in place, um, which I think they need. They need that structure. Um, there's a good tweet that I, I just, I'll pull it up. You just I also want to see, uh, I, I want to say something about the, Ken Holland had a quote in his press conference where it was like, oh, how is the season going? And he said, <clears throat> excuse me, um, oh, it's up and down like a toilet seat. <laughs> that was a very odd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, <I've> <laughs> there is no before. way he said that. Yes. Holy crap. It was on That's... TSN. What the hell? That's so weird. Um, I also like want to touch on. I know we don't want to change about the Oilers yet, but uh, the Arizona Coyotes after oh. tweet and their whole building situation, and just just a brief little talk about that. Go ahead, Dylan. I was just gonna say. So this is a tweet from a user on Twitter called B Sirlock, um, who. Doesn't have a big following, just seems like an average dad, but he seems to kind of know, at least reading it, he seems to know what he's talking about. So shout out to that guy. Um, And he basically says that the system that the Oilers are going to be putting in place under um, Jay Woodcroft, at least assuming if he runs things the same way he did in Bakersfield, um, guys like Leon and Connor are going to be challenged. They're going to be challenged to prioritize defense. That's um, good. To come back and to play deep in the defensive end, which is something that they didn't do before. They played pretty high up to try and get like the quick breaks, but now they're going to be asked to play deep and basically like a, like a third defender type of role. Yeah. Like a 200 foot game, but also being that uh, defensive center at times. Yeah. Um, And so he, he says, Guys who are familiar with that system, like guys like Tyler Benson and Ryan McLeod, um, Evan Bouchard, who played under him, they're going to excel because they're, they're used to this. Um, but for a lot of these regular guys, Connor, Leon, Nuge, Hyman, Barry, um, Barry these guys might, there might be some um, struggles for the first little bit getting used to a new system. Um, but they almost, it was kind of like in Calgary. We talked about Calgary before, but like Calgary brought in um, Sutter last year. Oh, yeah. He's he's running that team like a. Yeah. And so when they brought him like in. It's a well oiled machine. Yeah. You didn't see the immediate effects of his hiring last year. But once they had the rest of that season, the off season, and a training camp to get fully adjusted and understanding of that system. Now, just like you said, they're a well-oiled machine that is getting a lot out of a roster that um, is maybe playing a lot better than I think people had predicted. And so that's kind of my hope for Jay Woodcroft, that he can come in. Maybe it's a little too late this year to see significant changes, but if they stick with him, if he does well, hopefully next year we see a team that's a bit more balanced. You have that feeling though that like if things aren't changing, then 
Connor might be out the door quicker rather than uh, rather than you obviously want. As I mean, he is a talisman player that you know drives a market. So, well, speaking of that, uh, I saw I saw funny like uh, a question the other day on Instagram. It was like. Who do you think is going to leave their team first, Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews? I'm like, uh, Connor McDavid, and it's not even close. Why would Matthews care? leave? Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you for bringing that up because I'm getting really sick and tired. I know it's not till 2023. He literally has 17 months to get his whatever he wants. Right? Like he can, he can either go back to Arizona. I mean, if you want to play in a 3200 uh, seat place, because they'll have to. Oh God! Take seats out to make it NHL ready because the Coyotes uh, and the Arizona State University announced multi-year agreement. Hey, good job! How pathetic! <laughs> oh my God! And also, um, they're in discussions with the Ice Den in Scottsdale to serve as the club's full-time practice facility. So the place that they're at right now is their practice facility. They're tr- they have to negotiate because, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's terrible. Right. If this was any other team in the NHL, they would have moved or folded or... Imagine if they folded. Whatever. That's what I... Like, just fold the goddamn team. Like, Don't even move them. They're talking about this on this on the Steve Dangle podcast where they're like, oh, like, they're blaming the Phoenix Suns for not open... Like, Gary Bettman was blaming the Phoenix Suns organization for not letting them into that Footprints arena. I'm like, maybe because you already know that they don't pay their taxes or to pay any of their freaking bills. Why would you want to put them in that place? Because they don't do anything right, it seems. And now they have to piggyback on top of Arizona State. Ooh. Oh, uh, I remember. You're franchise. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, I just want to bring up one more thing. I remember Dylan, he said, like, oh, yeah. Uh, Tippa would just run McDavid and Drysaddle and uh, Nurse into the ground, like in terms of like time on ice, like every night. Yep. There are two forwards that are in the top fifty for time on ice, and it's Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle, and then Darnell Nurse is number two. So, yikers. He would play his fourth line for honestly like six minutes a game and then get mad that they weren't like contributing. But I'm like, how do you expect this line to do anything when they're sitting cold for like 90% of the game? <laughs> yeah, that's not, the, that's not the right way to uh, run your bench or run a game. Um, no. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. And they still haven't agreed. I haven't read anything so far that they have the Tempe Arena um, lined up yet to be built. So right now, there's for the next. Well, how quickly three, do you, think you build an arena? It's going to take four years. years. It's going to take four <laughs> or five years, right? But they need to have that. Like, it's it's too. a joke. It's it's pathetic. It's be done it's... now. Like it can't just be. You know, like oh we need to do we'll do this at the end of the season no it needs to be like you need like shovels in the ground now there's junior teams that can get more than 3200 there's people. random leagues around the world that get more that have bigger seats than that like places in i don't know um estonia <laughs> random countries 
I mean, like, look, bigger I, arenas than that. I know this. This is a little bit of a different scenario, but like, look at what the Toronto Raptors had to do last year. They had to go all the way to Florida to play games. Like, how can the Arizona Coyotes not play in like a different state or a different city? Like, how is that possible? I think Gary Bettman no is so fans. stubborn and no he's so stuck anywhere else. <laughs> no, there's an arena ready in in I think Kansas City. There's an arena ready in Houston. Hamilton. There's an arena ready in Quebec City. There's Ben, shut up. There's a, there is an arena ready in Hamilton. You, you want Arizona? To, if you want you want Arizona to go to Hamilton? Yes. Hell no. Have you seen the arena that that Hamilton has? No. I, last time I was in it Hamilton, I was massive. three. It's a little it old. Is, it's old. <laughs> it needs a little bit of, of improvements, but it's the benchmark of what you know you can start a franchise with. I mean that that arena was built with the intention of if if you build it, they will come. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I appreciate like Adam Wild on Steve Dangle. He always says Hamilton in there because you know not that long ago they did almost have a franchise get there. It was very close to happening. I've always hated that argument of they can never play there because Toronto and no. Buffalo will block it. But I'm like, oh yeah, right. In oh, New it's... York, there's like three teams. Yeah. In like the Jersey same... Islanders and, and Buffalo and Rangers, Rangers. And, Rangers. and Buffalo. So four teams. Yeah, there's four. That doesn't make any sense. If... <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's. I don't I, think it would ever go to Hamilton. I know it's unfortunate. I think always they're gonna. Like they're going to go to freaking Quebec before they go to Hamilton or oh, Houston or I Kansas City. Houston would be priority Houston, yeah. one for them. Houston would be the one that would that would thrive the most. Because I think Houston is the biggest city in the States without a team. Yeah. Yes. And they have an arena ready, so like, why not? Well, like they have every, they have like a, they have like a baseball team, they have a football team, and they have a basketball team. They just don't have a hockey team. What would you call it? What would the name be? The Houston Rockets. <laughs> the old the Hugh- Canucks or what? The Houston Trashros. <laughs> I've seen that name floating around. I'm like, why? Why is this name coming out now and not? Back when they were actually cheating, Houston Rough Riders, because everybody in Canada's named the Rough Riders. <laughs> Didn't they have? They had an AHL team called the Arrows. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The Someone Houston the one year. The Houston Arrows. It's it's spelled A E R O. Yeah, like arrow. It's like the plane. Like Aeroplane. Oh yeah. Arrows versus Jets. It's a rivalry that's oh. fighting itself. Yeah. Dogfight. Awesome. Be like Top Gun Part Three, or whatever. How many Top Guns are? I've never watched all of the Top Guns. I mean, I've only ever watched the first one. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. So, yeah, Arizona. You're lucky that you have a commissioner wow. that you know just won't move the team. So, any other league, any other league, any other team in this league, and they would have been moved. Or folded or something. Well, well look at what's going on. It's because it's Batman's like baby, golden boy. Golden boy is a. <laughs> he won't, he won't, like, oh my gosh. If this was a Canadian team, he'd be so quick to be like, nope, we got to get him out of there. 
Oh, we're, moving, we're moving them to Houston. They were the Jets. Yeah, and then they brought him back. Like, what the hell was up with that? Well, no, because Atlanta was like, there was no feasible, possible way that they could make money in that uh, market anymore. So they just had that's to, exactly what happened with Arizona. Well, no, that this was a little bit different because they don't have a place to play. They didn't have a place to play. Like, there's nothing other than them not. Well, they they did to themselves, but. Them not having a place to play is completely different than the like Rashers not having any fans or having any sort of. Do the know, Coyotes really have fans? <laughs> apparently they do. I, I've never been to Arizona to see a game. I really want to go to one now because it's going to be like a, OHL game. a university experience. Yeah, it's going to be like a U- <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool. The guys going to be living on campus and. <laughs> if I'm a player, I'm like. What the hell is going on? Yeah, like, like you got like, Phil Kessel, you got Louis Erickson. They're like, what the, f- the hell is going on here? I was going to yeah. pay $6 million to live in Vancouver or nothing. You imagine, it was super you, nice. Can you imagine going from like Madison Square Garden to the University <laughs> Arena? <laughs> oh, that would be playing so in funny. the ECHL. Oh, on top of you, all the boards are like rotted. Even though this is, a, this is a state-of-the-art arena that's being built right now. It's still being built, this university stadium arena so i mean it's going to be up to date on everything it's just going to be smaller and i mean it's it's closer to where apparently all these fans are um which we still don't even know if they have them or not yeah every every uh team has diehard fans right there just might not be so many who knows right so I think we'll leave that part there because that's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to dig at the Coyotes too much. They already stink, so it's it's just. I don't even necessarily blame the like. You can't blame the players, but you got to blame that organization and the league. It's those are the two things you blame. The players are just playing. They, like the player, like the team is trying to rebuild right now. They can't do that because. But I'm like, what player in the next like? Two or three years plus is going to want to sign there to be really Austin Matthews because oh he was born there and that's why he's coming back. I'm like no he probably would be on the Leafs for a lot longer because you actually know how close he is to getting a lot of records for the Maple Leafs. He's almost he's like top five in goals already. This is a storied franchise of over a hundred years. Do you think he wants to go to a Leafs franchise? Sure. What Leafs goalie? Leafs drafted goalie has the most wins in NHL history. Oh, God. Leafs drafted goalie? Mm-hmm. Let me get my Steve Dangle brain going on this one. Uh, I'm, I got no shot in this one. I ain't a Leafs fan. It's the most wins? Yep. Johnny Bauer. He was never drafted. Yeah. I, um, it was a joke, buddy. Is it Tuka Rask? <laughs> it's Tuka Rask. <laughs> no, it's Tuka Rask. <laughs> oh, it was going to be Tuka Rask because I was like, I'm just sitting here stewing because I'm like, you know, at least you had Andrew Raycroft. Justin Pogge. Andrew Raycroft. He was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I, I'm I'm happy for Tuka. Like he just recently retired, like the other day, came back for 
10 games and then just hung him up and said, that's it. But my question is, he, is he a Hall of Famer? What's your guys' opinion on that? I mean, he has the he has the most wins by a drafted least goalie, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a huge stat. Well, I mean, he's got a cup. Got a cup? He's, he's got a Vesna? Yeah, he's went went to two other cup finals, too. Yeah. He's arguably the best goalie in Bruins history. He's going up on the wall no matter what. Yeah, I think you retire number 40 if you're Boston. Yeah. Well, who's going to want to wear number 40 if you're a goalie? I well, don't know if I'd put him at Hall of Famer, though. Mm. I, I gotta see his numbers. He's number forty. Not, not his I believe he does have. Number <laughs> I think it was one year he had like, like, the record save percentage. It's probably his Vesna year. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He. I don't like elite prospects. Sometimes just show me his name. Yeah. So that's a good that's a good trivia question. But that's it. It just annoys me. I think that annoys me more because like we could have had this goalie, but you know, like if he played on the Leafs, he might not actually had the same career as if he traded. Right? You can't really look at it that way. You kind of just look at it as like, oh man, why'd you get rid of him? Uh, or. He even had a chance, right? Because he was a pick. <laughs> and I think he played like maybe a couple exhibition games and then that was it. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to deal you to Bruins for Craycroft uh, and whatever the trade was. I can't even remember the trade. Um, yeah, so he played four games in his last year. He was yeah, two, his numbers two, weren't eight, very good. 844 save percentage. Um, From what I heard, it wasn't it wasn't like a mental thing. He's like, no, I want to play, but his hip, he had hip surgery, and it just, mm-hmm. just not the same. No, his his numbers really never dipped below nine ten, a percentage, throughout his whole career. Um, kind of un- unbelievable, really. Like, except and for his he, first season, he's a goalie who, um, he's almost like one of the last goalies of that era where. Like, Tuca retired, Ryan Miller retired recently, Roberto Luongo retired a couple of years ago, Lundqvist last year, Ben Bishop this year, Corey Schneider, Pekka Rinne, Corey Crawford, um, who knows how many years Marc-Andre Fleury has left. Or oh, Gary he's got Craig. a million. He's, he's looking fantastic again. It's like Fleury again. No difference. I think Fleury's going to play for like two or three more years. Well, like, regardless, like, that's, it's like all of those elite goalies of the 2010s are quickly, quickly dropping. Either due to injury or they just are old. They just, all their numbers are falling and they just don't want to deal with the, uh... And even that Bruins, like, that Bruins team was so good for, like, a decade. Um, And then Chara left. I think we all assumed he was going to retire a couple of years ago, but never did. Corey Kruger went to St. Louis. Yeah, Krejci retired, and um, who knows how long Bergeron has. Bergeron has looked good, but like with his injury now, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, congrats to Duke Rask on his retirement. 
Sad to say. Actually, I wish I could have seen him in a Leaf jersey, really. But uh, that's all right. I know he did play for literally the team that basically broke my heart one year or a couple of years in a row. So it's okay. <laughs> all right. So also, just before we get into something new, um, we do want to mention uh, Montreal firing Dominic Ducharme. And uh, Martin St. Louis coming in and becoming the new head coach of the the interim head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Oh, yeah, the guy who's got calves upon his calves upon those calves. Beast. Quadzilla. <laughs> and an impressive coaching resume. Yeah. Zero no. coaching. Pee Wee, Triple A. Well, apparently he wasn't a, he was a special advisor special teams advisor with the Columbus Blue Jackets under torts. Which I'm like, Whatever oh, wow, means. what does that mean? <laughs> so you dealt with the power play and the penalty kill, or do you just deal with the power play? I don't know what it meant. So I would assume the power play and not penalty kill. Special teams. Not football, but... Um, Listening yeah, to him so, talk, he's like super confident. Like he, yeah, he's going in. He's going in he there pretty quick. So stoked to be doing this. Yeah, I mean, I I thought he's he's a recognizable name. He's French. He's French. That's important. Still going to be important. Um, always going to be important. It's annoying how important like it needs to be there. Like, oh yeah, it has to be some sort of uh, French speaking or like just that's how it is. And I'm like, no, oh, that's not how it needs to be. Microphone. And a French like sounding name. Martin Saint Louis. Dominic Ducharme. Yeah, that good that those wheels fell off pretty quick with Ducharme after the uh after the Stanley Cup run last year. Uh, I, I really don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. And yeah, I think this is this could be good. Like if we're talking about players coaches, this is literally a player's coach. I mean he has no really coaching experience, but he was a player and now he's a coach. And he was literally a damn good player. Yeah, one of the best. Oh yeah, I think I think he'll be a good guy in the room. Yeah. I just I think my skepticism would be Correct, because his only experience yeah, is like the tactics and stuff. Because his only experience is Playing and then special advisor. Well, that, that's where yeah. I think I think the the assistant coaches are going to have to help him out at least for the start. Like when in the first couple of games, they're going to they're going to help him out with like, hey, like this team is really bad when when they go up against like this kind of defense or this kind of offense, and then you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, thanks. Like he's not going to be like, oh yeah, we know this team. They're they're horrible. Like on it's the rush and bad. blah blah. Yeah, I used to play. Uh, I actually used to play that guy. Oh, I used to play against Michael Nylander all the time. <laughs> we got to watch out for the Flames. They got uh, Iggy and Craig Conroy and David Lankow and <laughs> and Mika Kiprasov. We got to watch out for that guy. That guy's amazing. Yeah, watch out! Watch out for those Colorado av- Avalanche with Adam Foot and Ray Bork and and Patrick um, Waugh, Peter Forsberg and Elan <laughs> <laughs> Hayduke and. <laughs> Oh yeah, we gotta watch yeah, out for yeah, this. Patty Ra- Patty Waugh is gonna steal the show. 
Oh, yeah, we got to worry about them Canucks with the Sedins and Burroughs line, eh? Oh, yeah, we got to watch out for Bobby Lou and Corey Schneider. Who are we going to play tonight? Who knows? Doesn't matter. They're both freaking amazing goalies. At least, uh, guys, at least at guys the time. I remember when I used to play with Hank, and Hank was just, uh, he's great. I was last, he retired last year. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. I remember that nice little cup run that we had there, but we didn't get there. We almost got there. We got to this, the Stanley Cup playoffs, yeah, they, but we didn't really go very far. We went to the conference finals. They That's went okay. to the finals one year. Yeah. I don't know not if he Martin, was there. Anyway. No. no, no, with Martin. Um, yeah, good on him for, you know, taking this position. I think what the, it's basically like we talk about this with the Oilers. They need goaltending so bad. They cannot get a save. No. Bronsonbo is really not. I don't even think he's an NHL goalie. Um, his name, uh, Caden Primo, is he's not, horrible. He's not. What's his going, name? Yes, yeah, he's not like living up to, you know, his ability to be a good goalie because you know he's uh, he was a high draft pick or higher draft pick. Um, he's had time, a little bit of time to develop, at least three years. And he's just not got it, right? So, and I mean, Price, there was a Price press conference over the last week that um, seemed like he was either 50-50, like if my rehab goes really well, I might be, I'll probably be back. If not, I might never play again. <laughs> so. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of weird to hear, to be honest, like. So it might just be like Tuka Rask, where he's just like, ah, well, that's it, I think. And uh, I guess we just got to live with what happens, especially Carey Price, because he's, you know, Team Canada. And... I mean, he does play for Montreal, but I have seen him like majority of my life, right? And when you think of Montreal, you always think of really good goaltenders, like Jose Theodore, and you could say Cristobal Huey. Terry Price. Alack, that one year. Alack, oh my goodness. Yeah, you look at all these goaltenders and they're unbelievable and they're just... But now it's just they can't stop a beach ball. Yeah, Shane Wright needs to practice his French. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, they have to... Yeah. I was going to say they have to try and beat out Arizona, but Arizona's been beating teams recently, so it doesn't matter. It seems like they don't want the first round. <laughs> they beat Colorado the other day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see with uh, what Montreal does. Let's just see if they get out of, you know, having possibly one of the worst winning percentages in the last 20 years. I think they're on pace right now for like 16 wins or something. I heard it was like 14. <laughs> Even worse. So. Yeah. Really bad. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it's definitely a rebuild now. You know, see what kind of draft picks you get, you have, and what you can get. I also want to mention um, before we move on the uh, the Vancouver Canucks signing Cami Granado as their assistant general manager. They also yeah. have two other women in their offices now. They have uh, Kasten Gay, Emily Kasten Gay, and uh, Rachel Dory. And I think that's awesome. It's about time. Have, oh yeah. You know, like it's not just like an old boys club anymore. It's finally moving towards, you know, an old and... women's club. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, basically. 
it's a change. It's a nice change instead of you know seeing like oh this guy, this guy that no one's ever heard of. But, you know he played 19 years in the NHL, but you know he's his best buddy that he played on the team for like a year and he signed him based on that. <laughs> yeah, guys with like no qualifications. Yeah, I'm not saying Martin Saint Louis is like that. I'm just saying <laughs> that it's good to see some change. But, like when you look She's at like. Been... The... Sorry, when you when you look to see like the Ducks and um, was the other team that was hiring a GM, Not Vancouver, but the Ducks had like Scott Niedermeyer and Paul Correa like doing the search, and like why why are they helping you out? Like what like do you like do they have any sort of like managerial experience? Scott or? Niedermeyer seems like a really smart guy, so I, I he does, him. and so does Paul Correa. It's just like. Why? Why you're like just sitting in the back corner, like, oh, that's Paul Korea and that's Scott Niedermeyer. Why do you want to be our GM? And then just sit there and they sit back and look off the floor, off yeah. the board. <laughs> you're hired. You're hired. Sorry, go ahead, Dylan. The point you wanted to say. I was just gonna say that um, Granada was working before for Seattle for the last few years, like basically mm. since the franchise was announced. She's been working under Ron Francis. As an assistant, so yeah. I'm also really excited yeah. to see what she the has Kraken some experience. Yeah. I'm also really excited to see what the Kraken do this uh, trade deadline. Need goaltending too. Everybody needs goaltenders. Oh yeah, right. They ain't, they're they're sellers. I think. Oh yeah. They're definitely gonna sell one of their goalies their if mistake, they want them. Their biggest mistake was letting Vanacek go. Go ahead and give him back. Dumbest thing gave, I've ever seen. They gave him back third round pick. I'm like he's yeah. way, he's way. Oh my god, so stupid. I think their biggest mistake was signing Grubauer to a big contract. They should have realized, hey, this guy's playing behind a phenomenal defensive team, and this team that we have right now is not a phenomenal defensive team. So obviously, he's going to get shelled whenever, whenever he plays. I think you guys got rid of Henrik Larsson. Eh? Whatever his name is, Adam Larson. He yeah, the Oilers. Signed. Yeah, he signed there. Good. He's yeah, not like looking too great right now. Four years, like four years at like two and a half or three million. That's no, it was more. It was like was it more? Four and a half, I think, or four. Oh, I think I took. Oh, I think I Tucker Pullman's contract. Oh, I keep seeing with the the Kraken. I keep seeing them like pick up people on waivers that they already had and they got rid of, like Dennis Chalowski and. I was like, why do you keep picking up these guys? You just literally got rid of them earlier for no reason. You could have just had them on the waiver wire. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say about the Seattle Kraken. Nothing's really, you know, and great. They have fans there every night, which is nice. It's a good, like, they're making money. You know, they're not very good. Like, almost like the complete opposite of the the Vegas Golden Knights, so. I was going to say, whoa, 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 don't talk about Vancouver. No, I was going to say Vancouver. Maybe. Maybe I was going to say Vancouver. <laughs> All right, so we thought we'd... It, it was a busy week, but not super eventful in the NHL, coming off the um, All-Star game break. So uh, we thought we'd do kind of a little game. Um, just kind of throw some trivia out there. So I don't know. I don't know if we want to keep score or whatever, but um, I have a few questions here for you guys. Um, Oh boy! I mean, I got one right already. I should be winning. <laughs> yeah, you got the Tuca question right. Yeah. 
That was kind of geared towards you, though. Yeah, I know. Calm <laughs> down. This is this is, and also um, one zero for Ben. We like yeah. We know that we're a we're a hockey podcast. I think everyone can kind of understand that. But hope so. With uh, with the, with the trivia questions, um, they're not necessarily going to be hockey related, or all they're not all going to be hockey related. So yeah, just uh, just a heads up if you hear questions like that's not hockey related. So yeah, you guys want me to go first? Sure. Sure. So I'll say only two out of my three are Olympic related. The other one is not Olympic related. Ooh. But. But. Okay. So the first one. Do you want us to be like, raise our hands? How the no, hell if you are know you the answer, ready? If you know the answer, just shout it out. Sounds good. So question number one. There's an NHL player in the past who has represented both Canada and the Czech Republic at the Olympics. Damn it. Occasions. I, knew, I thought you were going to say Germany, and I was like, I know who it is. <laughs> Do you know who the player oh, is? Oh, no. Republic and Canada. Oh, I just saw that recently. I was watching it at work, and they were like, oh, hey, did you know that this guy played for Czech Republic and Team Canada? Oh, I don't remember who it is. Uh, a past? Okay. Is he in the NHL now? He is not. I was going to say there's no way he's in the NHL now. Okay. Mm. That's a tough one, Dylan. Oh, my God. You want to you know who? Or are you still? No, no, no. no I want to guess. Give me just a second NHL player that played for Czech Republic or Czech Czechia or Czech Czechnia or whatever. Actually, it would be. Czech well, I guess it was Czech Republic originally. He defected from Czechoslovakia. Every time you keep telling me more ah! about it, I know who this is. I just I cannot remember a name. Um. Oh my goodness. That's unbelievable. Dylan, this is your first question. This is, the first one. this is the first ever question. <laughs> I so told you. All right, what? so it was Peter Nedved. Oh, God damn it. I he, knew that. He was born in the Czechoslovakia, <sighs> defected to Canada in 89, played for Canada in 94, <sighs> and then he represented Czech Republic in 2014. Damn it. He played in 2014? Holy crap. Apparently. Oh my gosh. He must have been like 38 or 7 at the time. Holy he would crap. have been old. How about that? If we just say that. Yeah, he would have been old. He would have been <laughs> close to 40s. Oh my god. I can't believe he played, <laughs> played in 2014. Oh my goodness. I'm surprised actually I didn't get that because I was thinking like, oh, it could be like, I'm going to think of Czech Republic players. And I'm like, I can't even think of any Czech Republic players other than like yeah. Pasternak and like Krejci. And... He's not Canadian. He was obviously. Yager. Yeah, no, Yager. I was like, did Yager play for Canada? Like, <laughs> oh, that was no. such a good. That's such a good question. I hope somebody got it. I really hope somebody got it. So, do one of you guys want to go, or do you want me to just keep going through my? Um, I can, I can go. All right. Um, yeah, this one isn't uh, hockey related, but uh, question number one: Who's hosted the Winter Olympics the most? Uh, uh, uh God damn it! When I was looking through questions, I saw that, and I don't remember the answer. Oh, no. Like, one... one. Uh... So, I want... It's, it's almost a two-parter. So, it's who's hosted the Winter Olympics the most, the country, and how many times? 
Oh, I know the country. Ooh. I th- oh oh sh- yeah actually uh, oh, okay <laughs> I think I I think I know the country but I don't know how many times. Hey Dylan, I mean uh, Nick. Sorry, go. Um, oh damn it! Now I'm I'm second guessing because <laughs> I know. No, so I know it's like one of two. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, now I'm now I'm like I don't know. So I'm pretty sure it's. Is it the states? It is, is that, the United States. Yeah, I figured it was the states. How many times? Uh, it's like three or four. I'm gonna go three. Four times. Salt Lake City, Lake Placid. Twice. Twice in Lake Placid. And one time in I think it's called Squaw Valley. Never heard of it. Was back in like the early damn forties. Like uh, the first time they hosted Lake Placid was in the thirties. Then obviously in eighty nineteen eighty. Back in the day. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting question. States have had it a lot. I so. would have thought it would have been like somewhere in Russia. I thought it, I those yeah, the two Russia or like Norway or something. Yeah, the two that I was like, oh, fuck, I know Norway is like really into the Winter Olympics, so I figured they would have it at least like twice or three times. Yeah. Well, okay, Nick, one, rest of a zero. <laughs> yeah. There might be a lot yeah. Let's Nick, go. Dylan's question was so good that I was just yeah, like, ah, oh, damn, Jesus. I really wish I thought about one. I'm kind of surprised that I didn't see that searching up like tr- f- fun fact trivia questions about Team Canada. Yeah. Hey, did you know Pierre Nedved plays for both <laughs> Team Canada and Czech Republic? <laughs> Hell At the same no. time. At the same time. Jeez. Okay, Nick. Okay, well, mine, my first, well, all mine are hockey related, but this, this first That's one, fun. if this one, this first one's an easy one. I, I kind of caved, but I actually. When I was looking to stat up, I was very surprised to see a lot of players that played in the 20s and the 30s for this one. But it's, who is the all-time leading scorer, that's points, not goals, for Team Canada at the Olympics? And that played after the 70s. And I say after the 70s because um, like the top 10 players or top 11 players are all from like the 20s and the 30s. So none of you would know who that is. Yeah, That's why it was hard. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, who is the all-time leading scorer for Team Canada at just at the Winter Olympics? So not like World Juniors or Brook of Hockey. For that was that played after the seventies. Start shouting players out. <laughs> okay, because you said after the seventies, I'm a little thrown off because the NHL players didn't start going until '98. I just did that because for Team Canada, there are names that I have. So I do wonder if there's some trick. There's going to be some. Or it's really easy and we should just guess who it is. Yeah, like I'm thinking like, is it Joe Sackick? Because like he was good in 98. And he was in 2002. And 2006. 2006, nobody was good. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh. I don't. I want to say Lemieux, but he was only in there for. That's excluding Canada. Uh, did he even go to the Olympics? Yeah, he did. He went in two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh, and then I'm thinking of it as, as a defense. I think it's a defenseman. Wait, it's an Iserman. You say Iserman? I don't know. That's who I'm thinking. Is like, who played the most? 
That's what, kind of what I'm thinking. That's the hardest part. Work. I'm thinking about who is at every <laughs> single Olympics. Pre-1998, I have no idea who yeah. was on our team. <laughs> Bretzky. He was an NHL player, so he was on 98. And they lost. Oh, you, oh, I just pulled up. I just pulled the list for Team Canada at the Olympics, and the the top, what is it? The top eleven. Listen to these years they were born: eighteen ninety eight, nineteen twenty five, nineteen twenty one, nineteen thirty two, eighteen ninety three, nineteen eleven, eighteen ninety three. Yeah, exactly. Why do you World think, War One? Why do you think I? After play the Olympics. Why do you think I said that played after the seventies? Because okay. all these I'm names gonna, are. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lock in. Joe Sackick. Okay. I'm going to say... Uh, oh, man. I want to say... I want to say Steve Eiserman, but I don't want to say Steve Eiserman. I want to say... I like a defenseman. Because if we're talking points... We play like Slovakia or something, right? Like back in 2002, and the amount of points. I'm thinking like, like I don't know why I want to say like, like, like Sockings, yeah, like or like, <laughs> um, like Drew Doughty or something like that. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say Drew Doughty. But whatever. <laughs> I can't even think of any forwards on the team. I'm just blanking. All right. Um, so Dylan yeah. or Ben, you locking that in? Yeah, I'm locking Drew Doughty in. Oh, Dylan, you went with... Who do you go with again? Joe? Joe Sackick. Joe Sackick. not correct, though. <laughs> Mine's definitely not then, correct if you don't think Joe Sackick is correct. <laughs> well, you two are both incorrect. Okay. Do you want me to give you hints, or do you want me to tell you? Just give us a tiny, tiny little hint. Yeah, just one hint, and then... He was... Oh. Are you playing the NHL? <laughs> yes obviously he was born i can tell you the year he was born because like obviously if i tell you a team then you're a part of it you're probably gonna guess it okay, fair. Years. Oh, okay so he was born in 1973 so you would have played in like the 80s and 90s yeah but all of our canadian teams were old exactly. even in the, even in the early 2000s when you hear the name, I think you're like oh yeah oh, shit i forgot about him it's gonna be like Peter or something like that he Peter was uh, no. He was oh, he was drafted. Because <laughs> he, <was> <laughs> he, he also was, played for Team Canada and defected. Yeah. He was drafted by the Nordiques. It could have been him. <laughs> Born could've in seventy three and played for the Nordiques. Sounds like Joe Sack because no, I never said he played for them. I said he was drafted by the Nordiques. Oh, he's French. Is it Eric Lind? Eric Lindros <laughs> was born Lind- in seventy three. No <laughs> yeah, Eric Lindros. He is 12th on Canada's all-time Olympic uh, point total, and he has 17 in 20 games. Huh. Wow. But like, listen to these names. Listen to these names. Harry Watson, Wally Hal- Halder, <laughs> George Mara, Fred Etcher, Burt McCaffrey. Hugh- Burt McCaffrey, the- what a name. Who the hell are these guys? This one guy... I'm pretty sure this 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 stat is complete bullshit. Five games played, thirty-seven goals, seven point four goals per game. I call the goalies, the goalies had BS. no pads. They had I no pads. BS. That was pre-goalies. Yeah, 
It was just like one of those little sticks, and then they just. Yeah, they put it doesn't even have a on. doesn't even have a cis. They didn't even track a cis back then. <laughs> uh, big old but, big old EA. That's I'm crazy. surprised neither of you said Jerome McGinley. Oh, I, oh I that's a good answer too. I yeah. Jerome McGinley. I, I, I blinked on every single forward that played in Team Canada. That I'm based like, off oh, of based off of my criteria of having in, of having them play after the 70s. Uh, Jerome McGinley would be third. Because who the hell is I honestly have never heard of who's Joe Juno? Joe Juno. Joe Juno. Joe Juno, because he's second behind Lindros. He played oh. eight games and he had fifteen points. Jesus. Did he also play for the United States? Joe Juno? Am I am I thinking of uh I'm thinking of somebody else? Yes, uh uh Dylan Sackick was fourth, so you were close. Yeah, Drew Doughty, Shea Weber's ahead of him. I was gonna say Shea Weber. <laughs> Put a puck to the net. That should count for all the points. I don't see Doughty anywhere on this. I don't know. I just blanked. Top fifty. Yeah, uh, he's not on okay. here unless I'm no missing. Good. Where was Steve right. Zierman? Steve uh, Steve Zierman. He's not on here. Ah, interesting. You got I thought, that, no. I thought you right, guys so would have known that. For ben here. That's shit. good. <laughs> I thought y'all would have known that. I totally one. forgot like, about Lindros. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, immediately don't think about Lindros because of all the concussions and Yeah. And I can't believe he's played the most amount of games on this list. Was Keith he's Primo 20. on the team? Keith Primo up there? I think okay, he only would have played in ninety-eight. I don't think he was on the two thousand two team. I was like trying to remember, you know, like back in the day when we got all those like little pucks from like the news from like the the toronto star or whatever and they had like team canada pins or whatever and you have to go yeah. buy them i was literally picturing all the pins in my head i'm like who played on the teams who played on the teams <laughs> so yeah forwards forward i was like trying to think of all the like people that played for like a long time it's hard so one one and then big old goose egg to me all right so my second question this one i think will be a little easier because we're gonna go prices right rules Ooh. So, you guys have seen the movie Miracle, all about the yes. Miracle on Ice, 1980. Yes. Um, so in the movie, they before the tournament, they show a few like pre-tournament games. They play the game where it's the tie, and then it's the whole again game. Oh, okay. and I think they had a pre-tournament game against um, the Soviets where they got like smashed. So, Price is Right rules. Who can guess the highest without going over? How many pre-tournament games did the U.S. 1980 Olympic team play leading up to that that tournament? Six. 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 I haven't even had a chance to think about it, and you're just like, six. (laughs) Jesus, I don't... I think it might be higher, though. <laughs> I think it might be higher. Yeah, I, I think, think like, it might be higher, but I, I think, think six. If, I think if it, was like, if it was like before seven, or if it was less than seven, I feel like that would be an easy question to guess. Um, it might be tricky, just like how we thought you were tricking or us. May, or maybe one. Ben or Dylan's like, ha-ha, neither of you are right, because you all said two and three, ah, it's one. Actually, three times two. <laughs> So Ben, you say I, six. Nick, what do you say? I don't even know because, like, Dylan, you now put the bunch of shit in my head. 
Could be one, could be ten, could be fifteen. Uh yeah. Jesus. I'm gonna go a lot of games I I'm gonna go higher than you just because I think they played an absurd amount back then because obviously they it's it's a lot different back then than than it is nowadays. I'm gonna go with like fifteen. I'll go fifteen. All right, so Nick, you were in the point on that one. The oh. U.S. Already, oh, watch, watch it be like 30. It's going to be 12. No, watch it be 30. Played a total of 61 pre-tournament 61? 61? Holy crap. Oh, add six, God. right? But add another Holy one to that. Holy crap. 61? 61 games, and they finished with a record of 41 wins, 17 losses, that's three al- ties. That's almost My an goodness. entire NHL season. <laughs> yeah. That's a COVID season. Holy and that's unbelievable. in the span of about five months, September to February. Oh, my God. Five months to play 61 games. Wow. That's oh insane. God. Why? You set that up so perfectly to make it be low. <laughs> Two to one. Ah! Well, this is not good. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> Wait, who, who has one? Dylan, I have zero what, still. Dylan, what did you get? Right? What I did know. I get a point for? Um, last one. I don't think I or have closer. any points. Or closer. I, I count that one as closer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I was not even on the list. So. <laughs> um. Again, I don't have any questions that are really hockey related. Um. I just try to look up Olympics because I like the Olympics. Um. So this one's not even. Oh. I'll just say the question. Uh, who is the first Olympic athlete to be disqualified for testing positive for steroids? Oh, in the that's a really good question. Ooh. Okay, okay. Both summer and winter. The first one. <clears throat> hmm. Jesus. So I'm thinking. Wait a minute. It could be summer. So I'm thinking maybe it's like. Is it Ben Johnson? That's like what I was thinking runner? too. Is that what your answer is? That's what that's what I was thinking too. Because I remember watching a documentary about that whole thing in high school, and I thought I remember them saying that that was the first athlete in the Olympics to get disqualified and like get his medals uh, taken from him for testing positive. Is that both your answers? Oh, Ben Johnson. Now that I think about more, I think it actually is Ben Johnson. I'm trying to. I'm starting to remember that documentary again. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna piggy. I'm gonna kind of piggyback on Dylan. I'm gonna say Ben Johnson as well. It's Ben Johnson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was Let's thinking go. like maybe it's like go Mark McGuire or something. <laughs> like I thought like some. You... Yeah. So, I was gonna. I was thinking like maybe some Russian got caught in like the well, 1950s. If you want to talk about Olympics, yeah. If you do want to talk about any sort of person t- testing positive for a banned substance, it did happen like two days ago because some 15 year old Russian skater tested positive. Oh yeah, I saw that. So yeah. I mean, we're. Not, I just wanted to bring that one up because it was the first ever Olympic athlete to be. And of course, he was Canadian. And that, but that whole race, there was more than one person to test positive. Yeah, wasn't race. there like uh, I don't remember how many sprinters there are. Was it nine or it ten? 
it was there's like i think there's nine racers or ten racers yeah. and, and wasn't it like seven of them tested positive i think it was like seven at that point what's like if everybody's doping then yeah it means nothing who cares <laughs> also i wanted to make a canadian because obviously we're canadian so it had to be you know i knew ben johnson oh really hey we're canadian hey what are you talking about i wouldn't know that sorry what are you talking about what are you talking about who are you talking about <laughs> i don't know anyone in like my in my city in my province in bc that says a boot nobody that's, says a boot that's the dumbest stereotype probably newfoundlanders no <laughs> i've no, I've met a bunch of them. They do not say. Oh, that. I yeah, my sister's yeah. So, my sister's boyfriend's from Newfoundland. He doesn't say it like that. Hey, Nick. Hi. I need to get a point here. Yeah, I think I think I should have flip flopped. I think so you guys this, both get a point I, on that one. So Dylan, you're at two. Nick, you're at three. I'm still up. I think the second <laughs> one should have been the first one. I think. Well, I think this one's gonna be kind of easy. Well, at least I might get one here. So. <laughs> um, what was the first year where women's hockey was introduced to the Olympics? That was 1998. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. I, probably I was going to say, flopped. I was like, there wasn't one in 1994. Ooh. Yeah, there was 1998. Yeah. And they, that was yeah. Nagano. 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 They lost to the Americans. Yeah. Canada was rolling in that tournament. Absolutely rolling. And then they went up against the States and lost in the final. All right. You no. guys ready for my third one? Yeah. Oh god. Okay, this one I Hang think is point. the hardest yeah. one. This <laughs> one's the hardest one I think, but I think this one's the most fun. Oh god. Why are you gonna say that before you ask it? Okay. Don't say that. <laughs> so we're gonna stick with the nineteen eighties. All right. Oh. So think to the nineteen eighty four draft that we don't remember. <laughs> I was we weren't born for like ten more years, Dylan. I know, I know. But this was this was like one of the best drafts. Okay. Mario Lemieux, Patrick Waugh, um, Gary Roberts, mm-hmm. Kirk Muller, Eddie Olchuk, Ally Frady. A lot of good names in this draft. Mm. In total, there was five Hall of Famers. Okay? I already mentioned there was Mario Lemieux and Patrick Waugh. There was also Brett Hall. So there's two left. Both of them that year, 1984, were drafted by the Kings. Oh, Okay. Can you name the two Hall yeah. of Famers drafted yeah. by the Kings in 1984? Yeah. I, I can name one. If it's, I, know, I can name one of them, too. If it's the one I just said. Who did you say? Luke Robitaille. Yeah, that's the one I was going to say, too. That's, that's the only correct. one yes. I can think of. <laughs> Luke Robitaille um, is one of them. The, the only the one. Gordy McSorley. Just kidding, he's not, he's not the fight. I was <laughs> going to say, what the hell are you talking um, about? Oh, my. That's a really good question. Luke Robitaille and... Yeah, Luke Robitaille, 100%. Not even a question. Yep. Luke Robitaille, for sure. He was taken in the ninth round. Yeah. Like, what? Geez, yeah. I remember, I remember seeing the like, uh, biggest yeah. draft steals. He was in the ninth round. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Both of them are drafted oh. by the Kings. Okay, so you, you want a hint? Mm. Is it like mine where I is it is it mine like where I said he was drafted by the Nordiques but he never played? Ooh. You didn't even say did he didn't play. We just assumed it was. Like, yeah, he did. Oh, I didn't hear you say that. Okay, I'll give you a hint. He has three hundred career wins. Oh, he's a goalie. Kelly Rudy. No, it's not Kelly Rudy. It's uh, Kelly Rudy. Just trying to think. Huh? Of, I, I'm trying to think of Kings goalies. Kelly Rudy. 
No idea. Um, he also he won a championship in '95. Won in 1995. <laughs> Was this a backup goalie to the Devils? Red oh Wings. Oh my god. The... <laughs> oh. I'm trying to think of oh. Hall of Famers that are goalies now. Do you want another hint? Jacques Plante. Is it Gary Cheevers? <laughs> It's not Jerry Cheevers. He played in like the 70s. I don't know. I don't like the <laughs> okay, here's another hint. He has an ERA of 3.54. What, uh, what the hell are you on, Dylan? What? Tom Glavin. What? Hall Tom of Fame Glavin? pitcher Tom was Glavin draft? was drafted by the LA Kings. <laughs> Dylan, 69th okay. overall in 1984. Okay, okay. Oh hold on a second here. This is hockey, not baseball, number one. It's a hockey draft. Holy shit. Not wrong. And I'm he's a say. Hall of Famer. <laughs> you dirtbag. We got one right now. It next. even says so. It yeah. even says so on the Wikipedia. It's like Hall of Famers. Mario Lemieux, Brett Hall, Luke Robitaille, Patrick Waugh, Tom, Tom Glavin. <laughs> in brackets, baseball Hall of Fame. We got Luke Robitaille. That's all yeah. I give a shit about. Yeah, you guys get a point for getting yeah. uh, <laughs> immediately. I'm like, it's Luke Robitaille, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna leave just like one. Oh, I'm laughing. So, 1995, you won with the with the Braves. Braves, I was like, <laughs> that's a good one. Do you have uh, more of those? Oh my that god, <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Ask my third question, but I want to end it on a hockey question, so I can just do mine. I like, have a hockey question too. That's what I said. I, I want to end mine on a non-hockey. Okay. Oh, I, I don't want to. Okay. Non-hockey. So question. I made this one. Let me, let me just do mine quickly. Mine's. Okay. I'll do the prices okay. right. Ooh. Um. Who's the oldest ever Olympian to win a medal? Like, are we guessing how old age. he was, or yeah. who it is? No, just age. Was Olympian, I'm guessing both. It doesn't winter, matter what country or just age. I'm guessing both winter and Olympic. Winter yeah. and uh, the summer. I can't speak. It's, it's fine. So, highest without going over. Yeah. Damn it. I already know what I want to say, but I don't know if it's be, right. It's going to be like a random sport. I don't know the sport. Like, it, just, it, like just, old... it told me just the age. An older person could do it because it doesn't require, like golf or something. <laughs> golf hasn't been in the Olympics until last year. Or what? No. Okay. Well, there's. Uh... I'm gonna say forty-nine. That's a good guess. I definitely feel like it's like it's like what you guys were saying. Like it's some it's for some sport that's just that doesn't take any physical like exertion. So you're just like I'm the dumbest to think of thing ever. Still in like the Winter Olympics that don't show any sort of exertion. Yeah, I guess the Winter Olympics don't have too many like that. Yeah, it would be it would have to be a summer one. Like in the summer, you have like I don't know. 
You have like discus or something where you don't have to be like in great shape. You just have to be strong. I feel like it would be like a distance running event. Like a guy who's kept in shape for his whole life and he just jogs the entire way. An age. Dylan, you said 49. Yeah. What? You left now. No, I just found out who it was and what the sport was. <laughs> oh, jeez. You didn't even have the answer before? What the hell was your problem? No, I have the I have the age. Oh. But um, that, I think this is it. That just makes me laugh. Oh, boy, Tom funny. Glavin for the U.S. Olympic baseball team. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll go. I, I would just. I would guess that he's in his fifties. It, it, like, there's got to be a bunch of people that have gone to the Olympics in their forties, like back before, like the sixties and fifties. Uh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go fifty-six. Okay. So Nick is closer. Not by a lot. Oh. The oldest male competitor ever, Olympian. His name is Oscar Swan in Sweden. He was 72 years old. Oh, Holy. And in 1920. And he was, in the, he was in the shooting category. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. see, it's one of those sports where you don't have to be in shape. Exactly. You just point a gun. 72. But the oldest male gold medalist is also, is also Oscar Swan for shooting in 1912 when he was 64. So Nick still wins even though he's 64. <laughs> shooting. That's it's not a such sport. a dumb question. I saw, the other one I saw was he won a medal for running deer. And I was like, what kind of sport is this? Well, look at the years. 1912, they had to come up with something to freaking do. <laughs> Oh, it was funny. Oh, man. In my pants <laughs> laughing there. That's a good one, eh? 72. 72 years old. Okay. Take us out, Nick, on the last one. Alrighty. Between you, well, it's really between Dylan and you. So I, I'm out <laughs> on this one. Alright, so. We're going back to the 2010 Winter Olympics. Ooh, where was that? It was in Vancouver. I didn't go to any event because I, yeah, I wasn't cool enough. I wasn't cool enough. Okay, so at the end of every, um, I think this is the same thing for World Juniors as well. I don't know. Um, they have an Olympic all-star team for, the, for hockey. Name four of the six players. So one goalie, two defensemen, and three forwards who were the tournament all-stars at the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver. Okay, so I think I've seen some of this before. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to say... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Ryan Miller was in net because he okay. was having a great year in the NHL that year too. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan, do your... Five players and then do mine. Okay. I'll say Ryan Miller and Nett. And then I'm going to put like Ryan Suter, Zach Parisi, lots of Americans. And then I'll put Sid and hmm, maybe Ovi. <laughs> He said two defensemen, too? 
Well, it's it, it the whole thing is one goalie, two defensemen, and three forwards. I'm, I just said name four of them. Oh, name four. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. name the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Roberto Luongo. Um, defenseman Drew Doughty, <laughs> <laughs> Shea Weber. <laughs> um. Sid. Actually, no, I'll change that from Sid. You already said Sid, so I'll, I'll change it. Um, Jonathan Taves. Oh, Corey Perry. Corey Perry. I'm going to do Corey Perry instead. Gee, that's, a very, that's a very Canadian list you got there. Um, well, he did the whole American one, so. And then... Was uh, uh, Joe Pavelski on that team? I think he would have been. Yeah, Joe Pavelski. All right. So both of you got two. Ryan Miller was the goalie. Shea Weber was one of the defensemen. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Are you ready for this throwback name? Brian Rafalski was the other defenseman. Brian Rafalski! (laughs) The amount that I talk about Brian Rafalski, I think I would have said his name. Jonathan Taves was one of the forwards. Zach Parise was one of the forwards. And then another throwback name here. Pavel Dimitra was yeah. the other forward. Yeah. Oh. What? Who picks yeah, these I things? I mean, Ryan Miller was having a fun time. <laughs> What's the tiebreaker? Uh, are you freaking are you kidding me? I didn't come prepared for this. Uh oh actually hold on let me do some quick typing real quick I can come up with one. Um Pavel Dimitra. Uh, yeah, Pavel Dimitra, away. eh? He passed away in the uh that plane crash. Yeah. The uh auto- automobilist one? Yeah. M uh Sandus Ozlinch. Which also another past. He played for uh Ducks. The Ducks Latvia, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were. I was having this. We were having this conversation before uh, we got on about the Olympics. And uh, these guys haven't watched any hockey. I've been watching the hockey, the women's hockey, and the men's just started the other day. Um, I would have watched more if the games weren't on at. Like, yeah, you're like for midnight us midnight like, Eastern time. Like tonight, yeah. I can I can watch the. Uh, in Pacific time, we can watch the Canada versus USA men's game tonight because it's at eight o'clock. Yeah, Pacific time. Yours is at okay. eleven. So go ahead, Nick. Okay, I got a tiebreaker. Who? Uh, this isn't really a great tiebreaker. You guys can both. Get Who's it the right. oldest non-shooting? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll keep it to the 2010 thing because that's that's what this question is based off. Who had the most goals for Team Canada at that uh, tournament? And there's there is no tie. There is a leader. Mm. Drew Doughty. <laughs> Did he even score a goal? I don't, I don't think he even played. Really. He got he played all seven games. Oh, he had two sets. Two sets, no goals. Um, was he a plus six? He's a plus six. He probably That's just played none. 
Well, I mean, the oh, game against the game against uh, Russia, they were they won like six one or whatever it was. I was about to say he has the he's seven tied. One. I was gonna say Drew Dyer's tied for the best plus minus on the team. I see Jonathan Taves with a plus nine. I'm going to say. Uh, God, that was like ten. That was twelve years ago. Yeah, I feel like it it's like, going to be somebody kind of unexpected. It was, it was a memorable year, though. I'm going to say it was like Mike Richards or something. <laughs> that I'm going to say. I remember that that line of like Corey Perry, Jonathan Taves, and whomever. I think it was Getzlav on the other side. Unbelievable line. Just always was out there, always somehow causing, you know, distress and the ability to put the puck in the back of the neck. So I'm going to say Corey Perry. Okay, so it's Mike Richards and Corey Perry? Yep. Well, you guys are both wrong, so we need another tiebreaker. Yeah, uh, who cares? We can just guess, was... we just guess again, quickly. Uh, I mean, you can. Go ahead, Dylan. I'll say Jonathan Taze. I'll say Iggy. <laughs> Both wrong again. It's probably Jonathan Taze. <laughs> um, if we were doing assists, uh, Dylan, you'd be right. Jonathan Taze had one goal and seven assists. <laughs> and Ben, Jerome Ginla led Team Canada with five goals and two assists. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I, Iggy. I thought when he was going to say Danny Heatley because he had four yeah. goals. Him, yeah. it was, uh, and Ben, Ben, your first answer, uh, was technically second because Perry was tied with uh, four goals with Healy. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, steal that one away. That's right. <laughs> I'm in a bang. Well, like again, let's just known for his that assist. He's known right? for he's known for assisting on Crosby's goal. Yeah, not really known for scoring a bunch of goals. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player. Not a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of, he's an ass, <laughs> and he's dumb. <laughs> he's a dumbass. All right, so you guys want to jump quickly? We'll just quickly wrap up with the the dead puck dumbass. As oh a, yeah, here as we go. Woo. So Ben, who's your uh, your dumbass this week? Well, I'm just gonna start Nick. Really, I'm literally just gonna be the. I'll be like you know when you go see like a comedy show, I'll be the guy that's like the opening act and that just just goes like starts it, and then I'll just let Nick. <laughs> Take away because uh, he's he's got a lot of things to say apparently that he told us before. Uh, my, my, so my dip, I'm just my... gonna say Brad Marchand because he's an absolute idiot and <laughs> first game after the All Star break, we're losing. Wah. Typical Brad fashion. He, I don't know. He, Tristan Jari grabs the puck and then he just gets punched in the head for no reason. And then they're trying to, the ref, the ref is doing a terrible job trying to hold Brad Marchand back. <laughs> and then he just goes up and pokes him in the stomach with his stick. It wasn't even the stomach, it was, it was almost at his neck. His neck. Yeah. So, yeah, he, hit, he hit the, he hit like the, the neck the guard. Neck guard thing? 
Yeah. So, nevertheless, he got suspended six games. Just came down. I believe it was today, right? It's today or yesterday? Yeah, and he's he's uh, he's uh, he's appealing the suspension. Yeah, he's gonna appeal it. Oh wow! Oh, I don't think it was a suspension worthy. I'm like, you can't just go around just punching goalies in the head for literally no reason at all. Like, he didn't he didn't say why he did it because why would he say that? Because it's like Brad just sees things and he's like, oh man, I really should just punch him. All right, I should. You know, we're lining up for a draw, and I just step on the other guy's stick and then break it, and then <laughs> <laughs> just be a dick. I get that; that's part of his game. But there was no reason for this crap. Like we've seen it so much, and now he is, you know, the NHL leader in individual <laughs> suspensions. Eight. Yeah. Good on you, Brad. You're a dumbass. Uh. Oh, Bradley, you dumbass. Uh, Dylan, I want just that little bit of buffer zone in between. So <laughs> I, I started, you can be the, the next guy, and then it can go on. All right. well, mine, mine's quick. Um, I'm going to give mine to Marcus Felino. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for me, Lowry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of a rough game between the Jets and the Wild the other day. Oh. And they fought. They fought twice. They fought. I think the first period, and then I'm not sure exactly when the second fight happened, but they fought again. And then, for whatever reason, Marcus Foligno need Adam Lowry in the head, um, which is just dumb. We don't need to knee people in the head. So yeah, Marcus Foligno. I mean, Austin Matthews got an accidental knee in the back of the head. We all panicked because we're like, oh, God, we're going to lose now. Well, this didn't look like an accident. <laughs> no, this, yeah, this is, this was not an accident. But I'm just saying, like, when you think of kneeing, you know, most people don't. Yeah, try it wasn't like he stuck head. his knee out. It was like he is on, Adam Lowry's on the ground or on the ice. And Felino is, like, on his knees and he, like, cocks his knee back and then squares <laughs> him up. To drive his knee up into the sky. He's like, I'm going to just knee you to the moon. All right. We are not going to say anything. Nick, go ahead. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something right now. My dumbass is not Brad Marchand. <gasps> it is myself. <laughs> Be- and here's why. You tricked me. What? You tricked me. Bamboozled. I'm, do- I'm pulling a Dylan. I'm, using- I'm, pu- I'm giving myself the dumbass of the week. So, I haven't been able to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, over the last, I would say, like, I don't know, like 10, 12 years of my life, ever since I've actually been watching hockey, I've watched a fair amount of games. And I got a lot of players in the league that I really, really enjoy playing, both as a player and a person. And then there are some, there are some guys that I just do not like. There are there are few, but they but uh, they're deserved. <laughs> and one one of them is Brad Marchand. Okay. Okay. Obviously, as a Canucks fan, he was on the Bruins team that beat the 2011 uh, Cup final. So, yeah, we're not we're just automatically not going to like you from that. And uh, it also doesn't help that he's uh, arguably the most dirtiest player in the league, at least nowadays, in the last decade. I think we can. Him and Tom Wilson, but I think 
Brad Marchand's consistency with now being the all-time leader in uh, individual suspensions. I think I think the difference between him and Tom Wilson is Tom Wilson literally hurts the people. Yeah, and Mar- Marchand's just a pest. He's a pesty yeah. little shit. Um, yeah, continue. Um, and I've always been one to say that if he wasn't slew footing guys like Chris, like who was it? Chris Kreider, the the most memorable one on the when he was on the Rangers, or who was sixteen on the Rangers back in the day? I don't remember who it was, but he, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> but like if he, but like if he wasn't out slew footing guys or sucker punching them, like I don't remember which guy he punched in the back of the head in Columbus, in like the playoffs or something. I think it yeah. was. I think he could arguably win an Art Ross trophy if the Bruins were a top five team in the NHL because he is that good of a player. I've never said he's a horrible player or he's bad. I've just said he's a dirty player and he's a very, very unlikable guy. But this year, I was starting to warm up to him a little bit. <laughs> even though he's, even though past experiences haven't, uh, haven't been the greatest with Mr. Bradley Marchand, who we don't, which we don't, know, his, which we don't know his middle name, so I can't use it. Um, I, I actually really, I don't think we talked about this in the podcast or maybe this is too recent. Um, when he took the, the fan's phone and went down the tunnel and was like, Hey, I don't know whose phone this is, but, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the game. Cause I know I am and blah, blah, blah. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was super cool. I'm like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually hilarious. And I'm not like, Oh Brad, you dick, give him the phone back. But then he just. Time and time again, he just proves why I'm never going to like him. He goes and sucker punches Tristan Jari after going at him all game. And freaking, I don't know if you guys saw before that, Tristan Jari was going to flip a puck over the the glass and give it yes, to a, a Bruins fan, not even a Penguins <laughs> fan, because they were in Boston. That He was going to give a puck to a Bruins fan. And then right as he's flipping the puck up, Marchand comes by. Hits his stick down, grabs the puck, and throws it at the linesman. So they were already going at it before then. Um. So yeah, he just proved me why I should never root for him unless, unless he is playing for Team Canada. That is the only exception I will ever make from now on into cheering for Mister Bradley Marchand. And that is why you are the dumbass. Because I chose to actually just give him um, a chance. I I chose to a chance. eh? I chose to give Mr. Bradley Marchand a chance at proving that he's not a dirty, cheap piece of crap player. I mean, I guess I could be the the dumbass of the week every week because I cheer for a team that literally gives me hope every single year and then shits on it. But I mean, (laughs) I understand where you're coming from. Hope is hey. a really fickle bitch, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Oh, he could be great. Oh, he's awesome. And then, done. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Dylan, take us out. Yeah, I guess that about wraps it up here on episode 18. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun listening to our trivia. If you have any yeah. really good trivia questions or anything like that or any ideas, um, you can send them to us on Facebook or um, on Instagram, both at Dead Puck Podcast. Um, yeah, share it with your friends. Um, 
Those are pretty hard questions to start. Those are pretty hard questions to start. So we got to try and top those now too. Yeah. Expectations are high. So give us the good ones. Um, Just like the ones where I can't guess anything. So you've already seen (laughs) that I can't guess anything. So through Doughty. Through Doughty. (laughs) See you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for listening.